Alright, and welcome back to Magic with a K. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alex. And today we're actually going to be talking about numerology. Now, I do have some experience with numerology. My co-host here, as we are talking beforehand, doesn't have a whole lot of experience with it. It's a fun little thing to play with. Um, the first thing that most people understand with most of the numerology is the fact that you can kind of find a life path type deal by adding your birthday together. So it's yeah. a little less intensive than an astrology birth chart because you don't need time that you were born or anything like that. Yeah. So it's more along the lines of you just add the numbers straight, just add them straight, whatever your uh, <clears throat> birthday is, and that can pretty much, you, you break it down unless you get an 11, a 22, 23, or 33. Uh, if you get any one of those, then you don't break that down. But if you get, uh, I'll have to double check on that, 22, 23, I forgot about that. But the, <laughs> but anything else that you get, you break it down into where you get a number between 1 and 9. Yeah. And that pretty much gives you your life path number. So it's actually a neat little system. Uh, there's also some stuff like with the I Ching. Uh, numerology is, is one of those, it's always funny to me. So like a few weeks back, we put out our 13th episode, which was actually on draconic magic which was actually really funny to me and we actually did it around friday the 13th yeah which was another you know it, all the all the number stuff that came up with that uh, i think i've mentioned before on the program about there's a jim carrey movie called 23 mm -hmm. or the number 23 and it's a serious drama movie but it has all that stuff in there because he gets obsessed with the number yeah and it's fun to watch it, it really is it's a neat little thing but numerology, for the most part, it can, it can kind of sometimes tell you sometimes what's going on. Uh, it can be a neat little thing to play with. Some of the synchronicities and the coincidence stuff that sometimes really aren't coincidence is because, for instance, if you keep having a number show up over and over again, it can be potentially entity trying to contact you, the universe trying to contact you in some way, shape, or form. Uh, for instance, I'm sure everybody's heard about, like, if you get... If you're seeing threes everywhere, mm -hmm. constantly, that's usually an angelic message type deal. Um, if you're seeing sevens, that can potentially be like a holy, it's a holy number. There's a reason it, it appears, like especially in the Bible and a lot of other holy texts, it's seven. Um, you've got threes, of course. You've got 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, just all kinds of numerology that's, that's mixed in there because those numbers they they start to repeat they start to mean something they start to rhyme they start to show you what's going on as you go along further and further yeah well and in um sumerian mythology the number eight is very mm -hmm. important um you've got um the number 12 is also very important uh so when you start seeing those um so now my experience with numerology isn't traditional numerology so much as finding significant numbers when working with Hebrew runes. So Hebrew as an alphabet mm -hmm. um, is an interesting one because unlike our alphabet, there's a numeric value attached to every number mm -hmm. and intrinsically a numeric value attached to every number. So if you read um, the Hebrew runes, the way you would read regular runes, um, you also are able to get more information, not just from the base reading, but by figuring out what the numbers represent. So, you know, um, add everything up and then figure out, well, 
what number, what letter represents or corresponds to that number and what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and like I said from earlier, yeah, it is 23. Um, you never add those together. But if you if your birthday comes up to 23. But the other part about 23, so like in the I Ching, it's always like a chaos number. Uh, usually for like angelic numerology, it's usually... A transformation, new beginnings, revolution, stuff like that. It does that as well. That's a prime number. And it is a prime number. See, that's the other part. A lot of the stuff that happens with numerology is usually around prime numbers. Yeah, well, prime numbers are very significant in numerology. Because mm. um... you can play with them. Oh, yeah. And you can do all kinds of things with them. And they can represent all kinds of stuff. And it's like, for instance, you've got a lot of ancient architecture is based on a lot of times prime numbers or it's based on pi yeah that's another one that's there um there's all kinds of stuff that comes into play with all those things well then you've also got um they're based on cubes so like mm-hmm. um eight or mm-hmm. um 81 mm-hmm. right so you which would be two cubed and three cubed right and well no 27 is 27 three cubed. yeah um but it's it's the whole you know Playing with the numbers, figuring out what they do, figuring out what you can do, what you, what are some fun th- fun things that are just like okay, it helps you if you if you like last week we talked about the astrology and your birth chart and kind of showing you different things like that. So now if you do the numerology stuff, it can also kind of guide you more in depth potentially on like especially the life path stuff. That's actually kind of neat because you know sometimes people. They get stuck in something and they wonder why they're so miserable being stuck like in a job. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it's because that's not part of your life path. Yeah. And so you're going against your life path doing that job. Even if it, and this is the other part, even if it's some great job, it pays well, you know, everything like that, but you're just absolutely miserable doing it. Well, yeah. that's why. Because, and if there's nothing else making you miserable at it, that's probably what it is. It's probably you're just going against where you're really supposed to be and what you're really supposed to be doing. Yeah. Because the other part that now this this will uh, this goes into some reincarnation stuff is some folks who play with numerology also believe that a lot of times, depending on the life path that you're supposed to be on, is sometimes based on you've mastered something in a previous life, mm-hmm. and so therefore that life path one of the things in that life path may be extremely easy for you to do because of the fact that you mastered it in a previous life and so now you're not having to work as hard and therefore you're happier, stuff like that. Or you're trying to learn lessons from that life path in this incarnation. Uh, that's also out there. But the whole the whole fun part about numerology is you can find it everywhere. Yeah, It's in everything. And I'm not a big math guy. I don't particularly enjoy math a whole lot. I can do it. It's it's okay. I can do some algebra, stuff like that. You get into some really higher stuff, and I'm like, nah, I'm really not interested in all that. And I don't have to. The job I have doesn't require me to. So it's one of those, yeah, I, I just, I did the stuff I needed to do for college, and that's pretty much it. Whereas <laughs> I actually genuinely ago. enjoy math, and I'll, I'll do it for fun. Well, see, that's because you're a nerd. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can find it everywhere. Um, 
you know, they talk about mathematics as the language of the universe. And that really is true. It allows you to see things that are going on sometimes at the subatomic level that you would never be able to comprehend just with the physical eye and it it becomes it becomes easier with the mathematics and I understand that. Yeah. From a purely logical sense, I understand that. The interesting part for me on the numbers and actually looking at the numbers and looking at what they do and how they interact and is it allows you to realize, for instance, like, you know, time is an illusion. Yeah. Like we're sitting here and we've got the thing going and it's counting how much time it takes us, just like all the episodes. Yeah. But in reality, it's one of those, the time, time doesn't exist. It's an illusion. But to the linear mind, it helps us function day to day. What you bring up? Um, so I was uh, looking up the golden ratio. Oh, which I, I love I love the golden ratio and and that is uh, another divine um, and really cool aspect of math um, is that there's no reason the golden ratio should be specifically one point six one eight and yet we find that ratio everywhere everywhere right so I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> well, it's just like there was a uh, a peer reviewed medical. Um, journal that these <laughs> these really smart doctors had written a couple years ago on the fact that they had finally gotten down to where they you know they could look at each strand of DNA right mm-hmm. and they could see what was written on that DNA mm-hmm. and there's a code on the DNA hmm. like somebody put a code on our DNA marking that you know this is you know, this is manufactured type deal. Now, that could be because we live in the Matrix. There's potential for that. Uh, <laughs> or it could just be the fact that that's the way it was designed, right? Yeah. It's designed to look like that because, you know, the helix, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it breaks down mathematically too. Mm-hmm. And it does. So you can, which is really the funny part. So, like, for instance, if you break us down to our base level, human beings, mm-hmm. it's... Six electrons, six protons, and oh, what's the third six? There's a, there's a Neutron. third six, something in there. And so what does that make? Six, 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 right? Yeah. Right. So that's, and it really is kind of funny for, for all my all my folks that are Revelation scholars, you'll, you'll recognize that real quick. And for the people that have watched all the scary horror movie stuff that, you know, they always put that stuff in there about, especially Damien and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's got the 666 on the back of his head. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, it, really, it really does boil down to the numbers. You can go and look and everything is encoded. Yeah. Right? It's almost like, which is also what lends to, lends to the matrix theory stuff. And I get that. The um, oh, What is it? The theory that's out there. A virtual, yeah. yeah, it's a virtual universe type theory or whatever, and there's no real way to prove it or disprove it type mm-hmm. deal. It's the reason it's a theory, right? But it's also one of those, if you look at everything, there's numbers in everything. Okay. Well, if there's numbers in everything, what would that indicate? Uh, Probably a computer program, computer right? That's a possibility. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. All right. You know, it, it's, 
that is a little far-fetched even for me. Yeah. Just because so of that, the fact. That almost goes to the, the puddle argument. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's a, a puddle finds itself and it goes, well, I'm in this space that fits me perfectly. Clearly, I must have been made for this space. Right. And it's, no, you just occupy you that exist. space. And yeah. you and that space <laughs> exist together because that's what happens. Right. Um, and that's true. You know, there's there's that possibility as well. And because I think they've talked about it, it's like it would take so much computing power yeah. just to generate everything that's... Because you're not just running so... In your, yeah, we'll veer off course, imagine that. Uh, but in, in the way that we view things, it's like, for instance, if you have... It depends on how many actual users you have. Yeah. Right? So, if you have NPCs, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a high probability, if you had NPCs, then you have, then that's less generating power for the game. Yeah. Game system, computer system, whatever. If you look at it that way. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't have to do as much code as if you, everybody in it is a user. You know, to use the Tron metaphor type stuff. Yeah. If everybody's a user in this system, you're, that's a massive amount of power that you're having to generate to keep everybody kind of on the same linear path yeah because that's also which also lends in yes i know there's somebody that's going to say well what about the the glitch in the matrix stuff and blah 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 yeah. that does happen yeah and it, you know there's weird stuff like that but it's also one of those it doesn't happen enough to tell you there's not enough computing power yeah. for this for the system because if there wasn't enough computing power for the system, you'd see glitches all the time. And that doesn't happen. You exactly. know, it's, it's a rarity. It's something weird. Uh, I think some of them are supernatural in nature. Yeah. And some of them are maybe people manipulating the system. Yeah. You know, and not even just as a computer system, but just manipulating the system. The system because they're doing, like, you know, we talked, oh gosh, it's been, well, it's been a lot of episodes back. You know, we talked about don't play with the weather. Right, yes. in a major way. Don't play with the weather in a major way. You can do it on small-scale stuff, but in a major way, it affects everything, yeah. and it causes really bad things to happen. But It does a full butterfly if, effect type right, of situation. If somebody was doing that, mm -hmm. you might have some of the stuff that people mm -hmm. attribute as glitches in the Matrix because, once again, like you said, it's a butterfly effect. Okay, you affected this major system, which then caused these other things to glitch, glitch in quotation marks, because the natural order of things is going, okay, we've mm -hmm. got to reset something here. Yeah. Otherwise, which is another another probability, it could crash, right? Yeah. So once again, if you're dealing with even computer systems, if you crash a system, what happens? You have to reboot it. it yeah. And the the problem with that is when you reboot, sometimes you lose data. Yep, that's right? true. And you have to get rid of some of the corrupted files. You have to do all kinds. So think about this. If the system has to reboot and it loses things, but it didn't, it lost, so it lost it in the outside programming. Let's say you're a user. Yeah. So it loses it in the game system, mm -hmm. but the user still remembers, which would lead to what? A deja vu situation. Mandela effects. Or Mandela right? effects, yep. So it would be stuff where people are like not... Which, by the way, also comes into some of the number theory stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? So there are a lot of people 
that, for instance, remember certain verses in the Bible going a certain way. Mm-hmm. Now those verses don't go that way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, a lot of people say, uh, remember, um, for example, uh, Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. N- no. He, I am your father. father. Exactly. But there's a, right, there's a lot of people that remember that line who went and watched it in the theater. Yep. The Empire Strikes Back. And you you know, and if you're, if you're a huge Star Wars nerd, awesome. Because I, I love it and I will remind everybody if you're listening to this uh, before March 1st that this is the way and March 1st proves it. Mm -hmm. Season 3, The Mandalorian coming out, okay? I love, The Mandalorian's great. And I love Star Wars. But that's the whole thing. It's one of those, I've watched those movies a bunch of times, too. And I don't remember it being Luke, I am your father. I remember, no, I am your father. Exactly. See, I remember that. But, once again, yeah, a lot of people Remembered it remember different. it different. And so, it, that would be the other part. And, and the, the numerology can sometimes help ground things. I will say that. Because, once again, mathematics is the language of the universe, right? Yeah. So you can't change that. Yeah, you can't change the fundamental math. Right, because if you do that, your system will crash for sure. Because, it, and she knows this from, from playing with math, if you change one thing in the equation... Oh, yeah, you've changed that's everything. That's it, right. Because, it's so if the equation is supposed to, for instance, we'll, we'll, I'll do a real simple one. If 2 plus 2 is supposed to equal 4, yeah. always... The, if you change anything before that equal sign, it changes it. If you change what the first number is, what the second number is, if you, right. change, if it's a, if you change it from a plus to a minus, mm-hmm. you can change anything before the equal sign, it's going to change what happens afterwards. Right. But you can never make it equal 5. 2 plus 2 cannot equal 5. Right. So if you try that, the system will crash. Yeah. Because people... So, once again, with, with our... With our brains the way they they are, we would not accept that. Yeah. And it, it no matter what, if you if you think it's a computer program, if it's just the normal universe, mm-hmm. if anything tried to change that, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it would be absolute chaos. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because people one people would lose their minds because it doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah. And you would have a lot of other things that would basically crumble, disappear, start destroying themselves because they can't exist in that type of chaotic universe. True. So, it also, the reason that, like, for instance, uh, there's a lot of people that, I remember back in 2012, right? Back in 2012, that was when the Mayan calendar long count ended. It went into the next cycle, stuff like that. But everybody was obsessed with it ending in 2012. Yes. And... There was a lot of numerology around that. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot of number crunching and different things like that. And, of course, a lot of people, they've actually come back and thought about, and I've read several articles on this and heard some people talk about it who are way smarter than me, that if 2012 was the end, like if there was an apocalyptic event, mm-hmm. would you want to remember it? Probably not. Right. And how quick would it happen? Like that, mm-hmm. right? It would be, you know, the twinkling of a, in an eye type uh-huh. deal. And so you have to, like a lot of people have talked about, especially after the, after 2012, 
sometimes a little bit before, obviously, but a lot of people after 2012 have talked about different Mandela effects they've had, mm -hmm. different things that seem wrong and off. Yeah. Well, what if it's you jumped this reality to a different universe? Ooh. Right. Because the universe we were in, the reality crashed. we were in, crashed, destroyed, gone. Because that was the prediction, right? Let's say that that was. Now, once again, the long count is a long count, and you can look into that with the Mayans, and it doesn't actually, it just means the end of the cycle of creation type deal. Yeah. It, it, they're a total in-depth thing, which, by the way, the Mayans also played with numbers, too, yeah. because they they had the, they had astrology, they had all kinds of stuff that was based on numbers. They did a lot of things. There are a lot of interesting things about um, the about certain number systems that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and I always find it interesting to think about the different numbers. For example, we in the U.S. use the Ar Arabic number system, mm -hmm. which is a base 10 system. Mm -hmm. Well, why would we have a base 10 system? Well, hmm. look at your hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, in ancient Sumeria and the Mideast, they had a base 12 number system. Mm -hmm. Why a base 12 number system? Well, because their number system was based off of celestial bodies. Right. Um, there are mm -hmm. roughly, give or take, 12 lunar cycles in a solar year. Right. Okay. Um, 12 mathematically easily goes into 360. Right. And there are, and 360 degrees in a circle is based off of the fact that there's 365 days in our year. And 360 is just easier to math. Right. Yeah. And so, then, yeah. um... <laughs> You know, if you look at, um, I just, I, I find it fascinating if you look at some of the base number systems and the way they work. Right. And it's all usually based on that society. Yeah. Like if you look at the Roman numerals, that's a base five system. Right. Yeah. Five fingers on a hand. Right. And they, you know, once again, they use their number system for their culture yep. at the time and it worked mm -hmm. ours that we use works for us over here yeah. now once again everybody else is on metric right yeah yeah we don't we don't do metric not not here in this right country. and <laughs> it would make way more sense it would but we don't do it we don't do it and it's really funny the fact that we don't yeah but somebody a long time ago decided not to do that and so, off we went. Mm -hmm. But the same thing. It's like, yeah, why do we have a base 10 system? Well, we got, you know, n well, normally, yeah. normally, uh, you've got, you know, five fingers on each hand. Yeah. Well, four fingers and a thumb, I guess, oh. if you want to get technical. But it's like, you can count to five on one hand, you can count to five on the other hand, you put them together, what do you got? Hey, I got 10. Okay. But it's interesting when you see some of the remnants of the other base systems, i.e. there are 60 mm. minutes in, a count, in an hour. Right. There are... 24 hours in a day right there are 12 inches in a foot right yeah i always i find those fascinating because why would some a culture with a base 10 number system have a counting system that isn't have have so much of their time tracking not be base 10 well, because we borrowed from everybody else yeah because that's what we do i mean i mean i'm not being sarcastic that's exactly what we do that's it. i mean you, it, which is, so once again, you know, and, and we talk a lot about the different cultures that have influenced a lot of different things on here. 
and that is that's one of the things i mean you had all kinds of people come from all kinds of places mm-hmm. and everybody kind of you know the well let me rephrase that the people in charge got to decide what the what the different systems were going to be yeah uh not everybody got to decide on that but yeah the people that were in charge got to decide on it and then everybody else just went with it and now well it's just like for instance and i, I hate daylight savings time absolutely we really should not be doing that anymore. i really hate it okay and you know there's there's reasons that it's been done and blah 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 but it's one of those we don't need it anymore we need to leave the time alone and we need to just okay it get oh no it gets it gets dark it gets dark at five o'clock in december okay it's winter that's what it's supposed to do there are (laughs) so many places where they don't use daylight savings time and they don't have any problems with not using daylight savings time the only problems they have is with interacting with us crazy people that's true uh and once again goes back to numbers time yeah all those different things and it's because yeah well we want to make sure that everyone people get up the sun is up who cares that's what you got an alarm clock for yeah and we don't go by that anymore it's not like yep sun's up better start plowing yeah no we're not an agrarian society anymore we really aren't so i don't i'm usually up before the sun and when the sun goes down i don't have to go to sleep because i got lights that's the other part. If we were still in that kind of sleep cycle, absolutely, I understand it. We're not. Yeah. And, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we got off on that tangent there a little bit. Yeah. But it also does relate into time and numbers and yeah. all those different things that, why do we do this? Which is usually a lot of the questions, right? Why do we do this? Why are we still doing this? Why are we involved with, for instance, why does it matter when you were born? Well, it could matter because, you yeah. know, there are, which is the other part, especially here in the U.S., and I, I really do believe this, there are people figuring out, and I'm talking about at different levels of power, different things like that, there are people figuring out, all right, how many of these people do we have that are just, as as are referred to by the elites, useless eaters? Yeah. And sometimes the life path will show that, okay? Yeah. Or how many of these people are actually, okay, these people are dangerous because... They might interfere with our plans. Yeah. Because they're not easily controlled. Their life path shows that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. We need to get them under control or, you know, need to call them out of the population type deal. Yeah. That happens, too. Um, but there are also, don't get me wrong, not everybody's a dark magician, okay? There are some people working for the good. Yeah. And even at levels of power, okay, that are working for the good that... Yeah, they, they want to know that stuff because that's how they can get allies as well. I've always said, and once again, this will relate to numbers as well. I've always said about 80% of the population, no matter where you go, are a bunch of sheep. Okay? Mm-hmm. They just are. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being a sheep. Okay? It, being a sheep, as long as you got good shepherds, you're fine. Mm-hmm. There's 10% of us that are good people. Mm-hmm. And we work for the good. Right? For the... We work for the good of most of the sheep. There are some sheep that are assholes, mm-hmm. okay? And those sheep can go and fall off a cliff for all I care. Uh, but <laughs> because sometimes I'm not that great a shepherd, okay? Uh, but it's one of those, for the most part, there's 10% of the population that takes care of or tries to take care of 80% of the sheep. Yeah. The other 10% are 
are not. Yeah. They're bad folks, okay? They're trying to either for their own agenda or for something else's agenda or, you know, they're just, they're not good people. And they're they're in places of power potentially or they're just there to cause problems for the other 10% that are trying to, like, no, we don't, we don't need to do that. Like, no, you, you don't, like lemmings, that's what it is. It's, it's like, you're trying to, you're trying to protect the lemmings mm-hmm. from those 10%. Like, hey, gum, don't do that. Yeah. And it's, be, oh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can drink out of that water. No, you can't. You see those other that. dead sheep that are around it? No. Yeah. Don't drink out of that water. Come over here. This water over here is okay. And there's some of that that goes on. And I'm sure it goes on everywhere because, like I said, I've seen that in a lot of different places that I've gone. It's most people, and this is the other part, most people just want to be left alone. It's true. They they want to they want to raise their family. They want to, you know, watch TV or do whatever. And, yeah, they pretty much want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. But... <clears throat> Excuse me, because of things outside sometimes of their control, that doesn't happen. Now, once again, it comes back to numbers, right? Yeah. So if, for instance, you're being led by somebody who <laughs> their life path is about tyranny and destruction and mm-hmm. all that, you're probably not going to be very happy. If you're being led by, you know, somebody who's uh, uplifting and, you know, they're leading you towards actual, which... You hope, right? You hope the leaders lean you towards some type of enlightenment and, you know, becoming a better person and encouraging your independence. Usually that's the other key thing. Because what do most people, especially people in power, people in power don't like people who are independent, right? Because they're threatened by them. Yeah. Uh, For some of them. Not all of them. The ones that understand aren't threatened by those independent people. They want those independent people. Once again, it comes back to looking for your life path stuff because if I can find those allies, they might be able to help me, one, keep this power going and keep it in the right direction. Because how many times have y'all seen that things go off the rails rather quickly when somebody gets into power, stays too long in power, and then believes that, well, I deserve this. Yep. Like, whoa. Now it becomes really a bad deal. Oh, yeah. And sometimes some of that can be, you can look at, like, for instance, like I said, 23 is more of a chaotic number, right? Mm -hmm. So the year we're in, if you're seeing chaos and different things like that, that's probably a reason. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Just because of the year it is, it's like, yeah, this is probably going to be, and now I'm talking about the Julian calendar. Yeah. You know, I know there's people out there who are Jewish who are still using that calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what year it is in the Jewish calendar. I haven't looked it up. But it's one of those... There's there's also in the in the Jewish calendar, there's also, you know, years of Jubilee. There's, you know, years of forgiving debts. There's years of, you know, different, different years out there. And all that's especially from, like, Old Testament stuff. But there's still a lot of that in play. And those things affect... Obviously, especially that culture affects them a lot as well because you're relying on, okay, this is the number, this is the year, this is what we're supposed to be doing, and, you know, are you doing that or not? That's the other part. You know, for instance, uh, 
I've <laughs> I've gotten a a reading for the year, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty good, and had some in-depth stuff, which was interesting as well. And it was, you know, 2023 for me is probably going to be a pretty good year. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's actually a lot of fun. If, if you if you have a, somebody do a reading on what your year is going to look like, obviously get somebody who's good uh, <laughs> and do those things. It's worth it. It's a lot of fun. And, and it's more of a directional type deal. It's not, once again, if you're looking for absolute everyday answers, you're going to get led into entrapment. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, it's because now it's one of those you're afraid to make a move without consulting yeah. the oracle so to speak yeah and and that's not once again man. that doesn't lead to independence right yeah. that's you now you're dependent on that and there's a yeah there's a great twilight zone episode about that yeah starring william shatner by the way in his early days did he overact that one too no actually he did a really good job Aww, i enjoyed that will. i enjoyed that one yeah that that one's actually a really good one it's about them him and his wife stop in this town they go into this cafe to eat uh, some lunch or something because their car's getting worked on mm-hmm. and there's this little um, like some type of fortune telling machine and they're on like uh, I think they're on like all the tables and it's got like this little devil head on it or something mm-hmm. and so when you press the button after you ask it a question it'll pop out a piece of paper and you read the paper and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so he becomes obsessed with it until his wife's like okay look we don't need to do this anymore and when they leave there's another couple that comes in because he's convinced that, okay, yeah, this thing doesn't really know what's going on. And another couple comes in after him who's a little bit older couple. And they find the exact same one at that exact same table. And they start asking it questions. Because they need to know the answers. Because it's been right on everything is what they say. And, it, of course, nobody else except them hears that. Because yeah. William Shatner and, and uh, the lady playing his wife are already gone. But, yeah, it, it's... It's a good episode. Of course, I like the Twilight Zone episodes yeah. anyways. Which, the Twilight Zone is, a, is another interesting one that also played numbers. If you ever look at the episode numbers and look at what they're about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, I know they, Supernatural definitely did that They as well. did that all the time. And so you can... Sometimes you can even gauge which ones are going to be really like popular. I was honestly surprised that they did 15 seasons and didn't end at 13. Because of right. what they did with the numbers. Well, that's yeah, that's because I don't think they would have let them. Yeah. They're even talking about coming back. Well, they've got uh, the Winchesters. Yeah. Well, but they're actually like they're uh, they're actually talking about coming back for like a sixteenth season. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me wants that's, it. Part of me is like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I enjoyed it. So anybody that watched Supernatural, I enjoyed the fifteenth season uh, somewhat. Obviously, I know there wasn't as much as they could do with it because of the whole pandemic thing, but it was still enjoyable for me. I still enjoyed the way it ended. I enjoyed, I enjoyed all that. Um, Yeah, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's watched the seasons, all the seasons, multiple times, and while some of them, yeah, it's like okay, I, I I just want to get through this episode so I can get to the next one. Yeah. By the way, there's also some of that with the numbers as well because yeah. You can, depending on what episode you're on, it's like, okay, so this episode, yeah, maybe it was okay, or maybe it wasn't as popular or something, but you get to one that really is, and then you look at the number on it, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like, for instance, 
how many, you know, which is the other thing, how many people were really part of the the whole crew, right? So, Sam and Dean, of course, are the main ones, mm-hmm. right? Because you got two, but normally some of the best episodes mm-hmm. had three. Yeah, it either right? had casts or it had crop. Right. Probably. All the time. Yeah. And so those were usually some of the best episodes when you had the number three. Yes. You know, it, which is really Honestly, kind of funny. Honestly, one of my favorite ones, it had three, but the three were um, Sam, Dean, and um, who was the girl? The, the red-headed one? girl. The nerdy red-headed girl. Oh, you're talking about Felicia Day? Yeah, the one yeah. Felicia Day played. Yeah, uh, Charlie. Charlie, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the episodes with Charlie are amazing. They're a lot of fun, and that's the whole thing. It, those are, and that was always, you could always rely on usually those episodes being fun. Oh, yeah. For the most part. I mean, some of the Leviathan episodes that had her in it were pretty intense. Yeah. But for the most part, they were fun episodes because they explored some of the, like, for instance, Oz. Yeah. Oz being an actual place. Yep. And some of the stuff they did with all that, which, once again, is another numbers thing. So... If if anybody has ever really dug deep into it, the Wizard of Oz, what is gold measured in? Carrots. Ounces. Right? So the Wizard of OZ. Mm-hmm. Right. The Wizard of Ounces. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're on a yellow brick road. Yep. And they're going to the Emerald City. They're going to the Emerald City to see the Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's yeah. all this. There's all this play that goes into all those. Things. It's just like Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is another great example yeah. of number manipulation, because as it, as they talk about in there, everything's an illusion, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's not real. Everything is this or that, or you know, like what time is tea? Time for tea. What time is tea time? Tea time is now. When is tea time? Mm-hmm. You know, they do all that with the Mad Hatter. The Cheshire Cat is always playing with illusion. Yeah. Right? The Caterpillar. is it, 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 All yep. these things that go into, you know, time. Time dialation. Time manipulation. Uh, yeah, numbers. It, it's... <laughs> well, speaking of time, we've gone a little bit long again. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting on to 40 minutes. So that's, that's okay. That's we, not too bad. No, I think the last one we almost did 50, so yeah. not a big deal. But, yeah. So, oh. let's talk about coming up. Coming up next time will be, oh, Familiar Magic. Familiar Magic. All right, so we're going to do a bit of a deep dive onto Familiar Magic mm-hmm. because because we can, um, mm. and that is definitely one of my specialties. Mm. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, what a familiar is, how to get a familiar, why you would want one, and um, different types of familiars. Because she's very familiar with it. I'm very familiar ah, with familiars. That's right. There you go for everybody. That's the dad joke for you. There we go. So, <laughs> but it, it is, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I've talked to her quite a bit about it, and it's, well, I don't, I don't have a familiar, just because I, I don't need one for what I do. No. Um, I, I yeah. use my familiars extensively. <laughs> <laughs> I that's what they're for, right? That is, yeah. yeah. Like I said, as we've talked, we've talked about it quite a bit and I actually I know her familiars. Mm-hmm. Um they're so great. when she yeah, I mean one of them's just laid back as all get out. Um when she talks about them, yeah, it, it's I know who she's talking about. And <laughs> they're 
Yeah. One that's just laid back, and the other one's kind of, eh. Yeah. He's a, that one doesn't really care. Like, yeah. whatever. And, but they they're are. They're pretty chill. They, yeah, they are, and they're, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so something yeah. Fun, yeah. fun to look forward to. Yep, and uh, that'll be, let's see, what episode are we episode on? That'll be episode number. 17. 17. There you go. For everybody that's... That's a prime number. I would say everybody that's looking for numerology and looking for numbers to play with, we'll be on our 17th episode. So, as always, appreciate your time. Glad you all are here. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Daniel. I'm Alex. And we will see you next time.